you had an event like this in the States, no matter where it was in the States, there would be a lot of fights, you know, a lot. There would, the police would be called multiple times. And we're talking crowd, massive crowds of people. You, it's different. You look at it, you're like, this can't work. This is going to be chaos. And it's not, it's yeah. just sort of everyone kind of self-regulates and works things out. And in some ways there, there can be some expats that move here that will have very little interaction right. with locals. Right. They'll just hang out with other expats. Maybe if they go to the store, they'll buy stuff from a, a local store owner, but they don't have like deep connection or relationship with the, with the locals. So. Taking things in stride, not getting stressed out, not getting caught up in outcomes, um, you know, accepting what is, yep. accepting reality, um, helping your fellow human, you know, all of these kinds of things here is just the way people are. One thing is that efficiency here is is not good. Yeah. You know, it's 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 very hard country to operate efficiently because of people's mentality, right? It's like it's much more heart, it's much less mind, and that is a difference. So it's like I have a lot less than them. So if I take this, it's not going to really hurt them, but I need it. They probably don't need as much as I do, you know. And there's some truth to that. Like someone steals my phone and they don't have a phone. I can buy a new phone, but they could never afford a phone. So they maybe can just, anyways, I, that's my, that's my uh, assumption that, you know, there's that kind of maybe Robin Hood mentality also of like, yeah, we could take from those who have more because some people here have very little. Right? Sure. Hello and welcome back. Ecuador Insider Podcast. Jesse, Carl, not joined today by Brandon. Brandon is in bed, sick, fever, three yeah. days in. It was too much rocking on stage. Yeah. During Carnival. That's um, probably what happened. We got to include that. I'm going to take a note. I'm taking a note for our editor. We're going to include that in oh, the, in the uh, clips here for this episode. Somehow, Brandon, we got to have him tell the story on the pod. So he'll yeah. tell the story next week. Somehow, Brandon made it on the stage. I mean, just Brandon being Brandon, let's be honest. Um, made it on the stage during Carnival in front of a packed house. There had to be, what, 10,000 people in the park or something. Something like that. It was packed. Uh, it was Definitely. absolutely packed. Anyways, Carnival was a good time. First of all, right now, hit the bell, hit the bell, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell. Um, Thank you. We pump out a lot of content. Uh, we're going a piece a day currently. So a lot of content on Ecuador. We appreciate you guys tuning in. It's been a lot of fun getting all the comments that we get and interacting with you guys in the comment section. But what's really been tremendously gratifying is just all the people that stop by the office. Um, you know, there's new people that arrive here all the time. Yep. I think daily probably is not an exaggeration. Um, and a lot of them stop by to thank us. You know, a lot yeah. of them stop by to thank us for the videos. A lot of folks who have been here a week, couple weeks, a month, six months, a year, you know, stop us on the street and say, hey, guys, you know, we, we came down here because of you. Yep. This town is amazing, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, then, you know, they gave us props, which we really appreciate. You know, that's yep. kind of why we do this. Of course. Um, so and that's been a lot on of On top of that, there are people who live here who watch our stuff who are yeah. thanking us like, oh, I didn't know about that spot. Or, oh, you know, I live in Loja, but I didn't know that we could find out in Loja and stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so that's cool as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I wanted to apologize to uh, for our viewers. Since Brendan's been bedridden, we haven't been answering as many comments. I'm noticing that they're piling up because he's sort of in charge of doing that. So we will get to them as soon as possible when Brendan yeah. recovers. Yeah, Carnival was wild. I think Brendan got sick after Carnival. Yeah. So from what I from what I've seen, uh, there were the town was packed. There were a lot of people from all over. Um, there was live music. There was throwing water balloons, getting wet, uh, soaking with throwing. They have this foam thing here. It's called karaoke. People sprayed out on each other's faces. I think your daughter was having yeah. a reaction. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not too good. But, uh, but yeah, it was pretty wild this year. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun, actually. So why don't we tell Brandon's story? 
and you could maybe say it himself next time, but Brandon made it on the stage. It looked like a blast, so. <laughs> well, you organized a group of kids, That's right. which I didn't make it to. I was home with my two-year-old, about to be three-year-old, who had hurt his leg and was not mobile, but uh, it looked like a good time. It had to be like 20, 30 yeah, kids. At least, at least. My daughter was there. Brandon's daughter yeah. was there. Your kids were there. Yeah, I assume yeah. Quinn was probably there as well. Yes, yes. Brandon's son. Yeah, we'll put a photo right now. And uh, yeah, it was really, a, truly fun. Um, we got all those kids, I think at least 30, probably maybe 40 kids. Uh, we got, and these are, these are kids of basically foreign families yeah, for the most part that live here right. that, you know, there's a, there's an amazing community of kids here. I think actually really it's one of the special things. Like my daughter is in the park a lot, the Coliseo, mm. um, with a group of kids that can get as high as 20, 30 plus kids yep. where they play badminton and they play basketball and they play different games and they're all just like for the most part i'd say actually entirely they're all just nice kids yep. that treat each other well are well behaved most of them are homeschooled yep. um not all of them but most you know good good number are homeschooled they're very polite it's like the kids you want your kids spending yep. time with there's no weirdness going on there's no stupid stuff it's, it's a great community of kids yeah here. and what's amazing about it actually is someone someone was asking me if we're going to do something special for carnival and i mentioned yeah we're you know we're thinking of maybe doing something but then no word went out anywhere and then the morning of the event i i sent something to a few people and it, the word got out and it was like yeah 30 40 kids that showed up and what you know of course everyone had their spray guns everyone had water balloons already made we had uh barrels at the back of the different vehicles, the pickup trucks we were driving. And actually a friend um, had this big sort of camion, which is like a, Truck. not a bolqueta, but it's, sure. it fits like, I don't know, it fit like 20 people probably at the back there. And uh, it was driving around and, and yeah, we just drove around town, uh, around town, throwing water balloons, spraying, getting sprayed, getting whole buckets thrown at us from the rooftops and stuff. Everybody was soaking wet. And uh, yeah, that's basically what, what we did. Uh, the kids had a lot of fun. And you know it's all it's all fun fun and games. I mean, if you don't want to get wet and get sort of soaked uh, during carnival, don't go into town because that's just what people do here. They don't. Yeah, seem I mean, to you really... can ask them not to, and yeah. for the most part, they'll respect it. Yeah. If you're young, maybe not. The, the but little if kids, yeah. Maybe. If you're 60, 50, 60, 70, they'll leave you alone if you want them to. For the most part, I yeah. wouldn't walk maybe through the park. Right. But right. outside of that, yeah. I mean, I was there with my two-year-old a couple of days. Yeah. Um, carrying him around and I never got, no one, no yeah. one messed with me at all. I think that know. would be the exception. Maybe like you said, an elderly person, or if you have a baby, if you're carrying yeah. a baby, but otherwise you're basically a, yeah, a I mean, target. <laughs> it's a remarkably respectful event. Um, it's really actually, you know, speaks a lot to the culture. I would say, um, you know, if you had an event like this in the States, mm. no matter where it was in the States, there would be a lot of fights, you know, a lot. There would, the police would be called multiple times and we're talking crowd massive crowds of people yep. and you know sort of uh the kids are basically fighting with each other with water and balloons and eggs and dye and you know all kinds <laughs> of madness yep. and and there's nothing you know nobody's getting robbed nobody's getting stabbed nobody's getting shot nobody's getting beat up i don't you know i don't in Vilcabamba, i didn't hear of a single incident in fact in the 10 years i've been here i've never heard of a single incident um not to say there might not be a fist fight at four o'clock in the morning somewhere i haven't heard about but you know you just it's a very very respectful peaceful event despite the fact that there's massive amounts of drinking yes it's basically a four-day party 
town is rocking, you know, from morning till night, all night. Um, you know, it's really event. I don't particularly enjoy, right. It's like not something for me that I really enjoy just sort of the the vibe of it, the energy of it. Like I'd rather just have a peaceful day at the river (laughs) than I would, you know, like the loud music and get and throwing stuff and drinking. You know, I don't drink, like it's not something, you know, it's not something I really, I personally enjoy that being said, it's, it's such an orderly, peaceful, kind event, which is just kind of like culture. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. We didn't go out into town for the party actually. Uh, Some years back I I did go out, but this year we just did this stuff with the kids during the day and kind of went home. But yeah, the party is rocking until two, three in the morning sometimes. Or later, I don't know. You can hear it from here, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it's all night. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it stops at some point. I, I can sleep. It doesn't, music doesn't yeah, yeah. bother me, but it's yeah. going. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's going, yeah. And actually, you were talking about, you know, what happened, like if there was any fistfights. I'm on the security group here with the police officers. And anytime something happens in town, it gets posted on there. Basically, there's a, a message. Hey, something's going on. Can the police come over here? And only two things happened during Carnival, which were very, you know, little one of which was there were some guys that had fake bills that were like trying to pass them around or whatever. They were like going to stores trying mm-hmm. to change their bills and they had fake, fake cash. So that's something, you know, uh, pretty much on the side note, pretty much when you go places, they check to see if it's fake. I haven't really seen any fake bills here, but they always seem yeah, to they check. check. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one thing. And then the other thing, there was like a couple, like a, fi- a couple that were fighting. Like, so a man and a woman were like in some kind of fight, domestic dispute, a domestic dispute yeah. of some kind. And the police went over there. That's all that there was in the group. Yeah. And that's wild. Cause like you said, I'd be 10, 20,000 people drinking, for drinking, four days. partying. You can tell everybody's drunk. Like yeah, I, do, I did drive, drinking. I did drive pretty late at night, uh, one night and you know, people are wobbling and everyone, yeah. and somehow there's no accidents. Like it's, it's actually quite impressive. It is. Um, that's like the first you know when you first get to ecuador and you see the roads and how people drive and how much activity goes on on the roads because a lot of the roads have no shoulder like a lot of the roads the side of the road is a drainage ditch Mm -hmm. so there's there's the end of the lane and and the line and then and that's it then the road's over and you've got people walking on those roads constantly yep and when you come from you know where where we come from where i come from the states like you you're you see that and you're like and you're wow like Kid, people just get hit all the time yeah. and it never happens. You know, yeah. you never hear about somebody. It, it, it's kind of, Very everything's rarely, yeah. kind of like that here where you, you, it's different. You look at it you're like, this can't work. This is going to be chaos. And it's not, it's yeah. just sort of everyone kind of self-regulates and works things out. And there's a sort of humanity to just sort of, um, kind of, kind of, I don't know, sort of manage interactions in a way that's just acceptable to everybody yeah. versus, this is the rule and if you break it you're going to get a fine and you're going to it's not a lot of that it's more just people work it out yeah of course yeah and on top well i was uh what i noticed here there are very few accidents like you said of course they do happen but i think it's the nature of the people and the roads as well people are used to driving and like you really have to pay attention here because there's obstacles that pop up everywhere and the roads are very windy so I think the drivers are just used to really paying attention to the road because sometimes you might have a herd of cows, you know, crossing the street. There's street dogs that are literally sleeping on the road. Yep. You wonder how they don't get hit, right? But somehow, I mean, occasionally are... <laughs> you'll pass a drunk guy sleeping on the road also, yeah, also, <laughs> while you're driving. Yeah, yeah, and there are people walking right next on the side of the highway. You, you know, you're taking a blind turn, and you, all of a sudden, there's people right next to you. You're passing them, and yeah, there's very few accidents. And then another thing too, the, the transit police were around town, like they were at the, the entrance of town for carnival. They check people's papers and all that. And normally 
it would be illegal to have people on the back of a truck, like driving, you know, in public, you're not supposed to do that, right? Mm. People do it in the countryside because there's not a lot of control, but the transit police saw us drive by a couple of times. We had a bunch of kids, like it was wild, you know? And because it's carnival, it's fine, basically. It's kind yeah. of my understanding anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like all the rules here. They kind of apply <laughs> occasionally, like, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, everything here is very workable, very bendable, moldable, um, which, which for me is nice. For some people, that would be awful, right? Yeah. But for me, is is a very nice aspect of life here. Um, yeah, and so we wanted to talk. I don't have a ton of time. I've got about 25 uh, more minutes. So we don't have a ton of time. We're, we're hitting it here today. Uh, I've got a phone call coming up here in 20 minutes. But um, we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the cultural stuff. Um, so you got here 2011? Yeah, August so, of 2011. So August 2011, July 2013. So we've been here a while. Um you know, I, when I first moved here, um, I was single. Um, I did not speak Spanish, did not, um, you know, did not know anything. I, I'd been to Latin America once in my life, which was Venezuela around 2006. Um, that was my one Latin American experience. I moved here sight unseen, you know, sold my, sold everything and moved to Ecuador in 2013 sight unseen. Um, best decision of my life. But, but there was, you know, there's a, there's a learning curve, um, especially the way I did it, which was, you know, jump right into the fire. So I moved here for just a few months, then moved in, moved to Loja, opened a business and was fully entrenched in Ecuador society, Ecuadorian society and trying to make a life here, ha, you know, ha, run a business, buying land. You know, I was, I was, I was in it, right? And not speaking the language. And so so that accelerated, you know, my learning curve. And then over the course of the next, you know, 10 and a half years that I've been here now, it's been um, you know, it's been uh, an amazing journey of figuring this place out and learning what what how to operate and how to get things done and a lot of trial and error. Um things have changed over the years too, like there's differences between how things work then versus how they work now. I say all that just to say, like, we've really we're speaking from experience. So, sure. you know, I, you can speak to your experience if you want to. But, you know, you've been here even longer than I have. You're one of the best Spanish, you know, non-native Spanish speakers I've ever met. Like your Spanish is A plus. Mine is maybe A minus, like, <laughs> you know, or B plus. Like mine's good. But yours is is, is like almost almost native, um, which the Spanish you kind of have to be fluent in Spanish. Um, and we're both fluent, but you, you, you have, you kind of have to be fluent in Spanish to understand this place at a certain level. Yep. Um, there's agree. just a cap. If you don't, if you're not, you know, if you, if you don't speak Spanish, like really well, like well enough to have any conversation with anybody, mm -hmm. um, there's going to be things you, that confuse you till the day you die. Like things you just don't understand. Yeah. Or you um, might just, you know, misunderstand something or, uh, uh, have an assumption that something means something, but yeah, when, when you speak to the people that live here, that are from here you can ask them those questions, right? Like, why do you guys do this? Or what does this represent? Like, I like to, I'm very curious. I like to ask people questions. Yeah, like, you do. Yeah. Why does, why, what is this celebration about? Like, what are you guys celebrating? Sometimes they, they don't really know. They're like, yeah, we've always done this, you know. We don't know what it represents, but we do it. Like, the Day of the Dead or some, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So, so, so I, I say that kind of just to give us credibility. Sure. <laughs> like, like, these are just opinions. We're just going to share our experiences right. and opinions. Other people are going to have different experiences and different opinions. But my point is just we've been here a long time and we've really actually been through the sort of the warfare, <laughs> you know, understanding Ecuadorian culture and life here and how to operate here and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And just mm -hmm. to add to that, yeah. you know, you're, you've married an Ecuadorian. Yes. You know, so you've been like 
married into the culture you know, with mm -hmm. family family values and all that um and then you know we we work with mostly ecuadorian employees as well so mm -hmm. we're interacting well just with our neighbors and everybody else as well but we're we're constantly interacting with ecuadorians which in some ways there there can be some expats that move here that will have very little interaction right. with locals right. they'll just hang out with other expats maybe if they go to the store they'll buy stuff from a, a local store owner but they don't have like deep connection or relationship with the with the locals so particularly in Vilcabamba, in Vilcabamba. Like if you're in a place where there's a lot of foreigners right you right. know and, and that was partly you know my gift when i got here was being in loja where where there was very few foreigners so right. it wasn't a choice you know I, yep. the, the, there was no choice and so yeah so you know again we don't have a ton of time but what we can cover let's cover some of the some of the cultural stuff so let me kind of just give a little summary and then we'll dive into it so um you know here's some sort of broad stroke things i would say about the culture and this, you know, this is probably true for other places in Latin America, although I, again, I haven't done a ton of traveling. I haven't even been to Colombia, which is borders us. I have been to Peru, although only to the beach in the far north. So it's not a country I know well at all. Um, but, but for Ecuador, so, you know, I would say some of the biggest differences between the culture back home and the culture here is the culture here just seems to be much more human. Right. Another way to describe that would be like heart based, I would argue, versus mind. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like it's sort of like that mind versus heart kind of thing. Sure. But what I what I what I find here is that there's some lessons that have I'm learning still learning right from the people here yeah. that are kind of high spiritual lessons almost. Right. It's like it's like taking things in stride, not getting stressed out, not getting caught up in outcomes. Um, you know, accepting what is, yep. accepting reality, um, helping your fellow human, you know, all of these kinds of things here is just the way people are. Now, not 100% of all people and not everybody in every situation. Right. These are human beings. We all have our good and bad and everything else. But in general, the culture is that way, right? It's based on family, community, relationships. Um, that, is, that is how people are oriented. They make decisions in groups. Uh, it's very much like a consensus type decision making process that they have here in Ecuador. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And all of that's very different. Like I, you know, where I come from, it's all mind. We're all we're about, you know, efficiency and individuality. And here's my boundaries. And this is what I, you know, this is what I believe in and all this kind of stuff like that, that people here just don't have any relationship to that sort of mentality. Yeah. Um, so again, super broad brush, like that's kind of my takeaways. Yep. Now we'll get into some of the details, but let me let me let you jump in. Yeah, well, we can go one one point at a time. You mentioned, you know, patience and the, the Ecuadorian people are so patient. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's a downside to that. You can, things don't start on time, you know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are late to meetings, reunions, even when there's an event going on. It says it starts at 4.30 and you showed up at 4.30 and, you know, nobody's even arrived. And that's like for public, you know, events organized by the government sometimes, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But, um, and a, you know, a, kind of a good anecdote. I, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but <laughs> we went for lunch for dinner today, for lunch uh, uh, for, to the restaurant today. And, um, uh, you know, we had, we had a, a certain amount of time. We wanted to get the food uh, quickly. And, you know, the waitress was a little bit slow and she started attending other people and, uh, <laughs> you were getting a little bit impatient, right? Yeah. Not with Which, her, just no, just with, in general. The table, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, like Milton was sitting there, and he's Ecuadorian, and 
he didn't like i think ecuadorians wouldn't get impatient in a no. situation like that very un- just very like, rarely it is what it is the food will come when it comes rather than like hey let, you know we need to eat because we have to do something else afterwards so people mm-hmm. are of course the people are still on a schedule they have to work they have a, a lunch break or whatever but it seems like there's less of this sort of impatient like hey give me my food now you know <laughs> yeah it's sort of that it's sort of that time is money mentality like that right. doesn't exist here it right, doesn't right. it's it's the relationship first it's the person first people professionals charge by the task versus their time that's That's a totally different concept now now again i want to be clear i'm not quito would be much less this way Hmm. guayaquil would be much less this way um we're not you know we're talking about basically rural ecuador we're talking about southern ecuador we're talking about the loja vilcabamba region Hmm. that's where we live that's where we've been the whole time we've lived here um we have certainly spent a lot of time in other places but you know, lawyers in Loja still don't charge by the hour. Yep. In Quito, they do, right? Mo- not all, maybe not, probably not all lawyers in Quito, but ones who can are charging by the hour in Quito. There's one lawyer I know of in Loja who has tried to start charging by the hour. So some of these things do change, yep. I would say, unfortunately. But, you know, but some of those things do change. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, let's see. There, There's definitely some anecdotes I can get into here. But I think before I do we kind of need to get into some of the downside or the underbelly or, you know, some of the stuff that, that, that's not great about, you know, about the culture. So, and again, some of it's all, a lot of it really also is just perspective. You know, yep. it's like, like for me, right. One of the banes of my existence living in the States, living in New York, doing business in New York was um, having to be on time. Sure. It drove me crazy. Like it, it's hard for me to be on time. Like I have to really put effort to make sure. So I was always stressed and rushing to make sure I'm not late at all. Because if you're a couple minutes late, even people are frustrated. If you're five minutes late, it's kind of like if you're 10 minutes late, they're not there anymore. You know? Right. So, you know, so that was really frustrating for me when I came here and I realized, oh, the relationship with time is totally different. Um, people are routinely late. It's not a big deal to be late. Um, it's not a big deal to cancel. It's not a big deal to not show up. Now, of course, people appreciate people who are on time and show up and do what they say Mm -hmm. that's highly appreciated here but it's not a cultural must it's not you know it's not something that this is the expectation and if you don't meet it you know whatever right so for some people that could be a huge frustration right for people who really like to run their life by the clock and have a very orderly existence and you know always be on time and always expect if someone says they're gonna that could drive you crazy. For me, I love it, right? For me, it gave me the freedom. I can be five minutes late. I can be 10 minutes late. I can be 15 minutes late. I can make a change in plans. I can text someone, hey, I'm running a little late. I'll, you know, I'll see you soon. Yep. And that's totally fine. They're not, they're not, in fact, people appreciate just that you let them know. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, you know, a lot of these things are perspective, but I would say, you know, I would say there is some things that are sort of an underbelly, right? One thing is that efficiency here is, is not good. Yeah. You know, it's 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 very hard country to operate efficiently mm. because of people's mentality, right? It's like it's much more heart, it's much less mind, and that is a difference. So it's like you, the the U.S. sort of European, Western, Asian as well, you know, sort of efficiency mentality of yeah. you know we make lists and we check them and we plan ahead and we review and we get it done, and if you know if we didn't get it done, we figure out why and all this. Like that's not going on here, right? Yeah. This is a place where something that should take a week could take a month. It's a place where 
something that should be simple isn't necessarily. Hmm. Um, and I think, you know, that, that can be frustrating no matter what your perspective. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then there's, you know, there's kind of some of the, um, it's a, again, some of this again is perspective, but there's a different communication style, mm -hmm. you know, like it's much less direct, the communication. It's sure. much less, it's much more innuendo and tone of voice and body language and figuring out what the person means. Right. Um, people will very rarely give you, say anything negative. You know, people will not give you constructive criticism. <laughs> people will not That's give true. you negative feedback of any kind. People will not, if it's yeah. going to be an uncomfortable conversation, they're more likely to just not have it. Right. You know, they're more likely to just, you don't hear from them anymore instead of sitting down, them sitting down with you and having an uncomfortable conversation. It's much less direct in that way. Yep. So that takes a while to get used to, right? That takes a while to figure out what people mean and, and how they're, you know, how they're saying it is so important and the way that, you know, the way, so, you know, again, that can be perspective. I actually really appreciate the way people communicate here. Hmm. That being said, there's some frustrations, you know, um, I've, I've noticed with, you know, I've had a lot of people work for me over the years at different businesses and it, nobody will, nobody will clarify. Like no one will, if, if someone doesn't know, like if you say, Hey, I, you know, do this and do it this way. And here's what I need. And they'll just, they'll just do the best they can with the information they have. They'll never come back to you and, and be like, hey, I don't understand this. Right, right. Can you help me with this? I don't understand. You asked me for this. I got to this point. Now I don't know what to do. Can you help me? They just won't do that. You have, And it doesn't matter really how many times you're like, please, please, just if you don't understand, just ask. They won't they won't do that. Right. Um, so there's there's a lot of stuff like that. You know, things like petty theft are more common in sure. general in the culture. It's almost, you know, not super shunned if someone sees a rake and takes it you know yeah. not that I, it happens I say all that the time it's not but, shunned mm. but but yeah it just tends to happen more often and i think yeah. really it comes it's it has to do with like them seeing someone that has more and them thinking oh they have they, they have i have a lot less than them so if i take this it's not going to really hurt them but i need it and they probably don't need as much as i do you know and there's some truth to that like someone steals my phone and they don't have a phone I can buy a new phone, but they could never afford a phone. So they maybe can just, anyways, I, that's my, that's my uh, assumption that, you know, there's that kind of maybe Robin Hood mentality also of like, yeah, we could take from those who have more because some people here have very little, right? Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so what are, I don't know, what are, what are for you some of the good, bad, whatever, wherever you want to take it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I made a little list here because I knew we we're going to talk about this. <laughs> mm. uh, these are some things that, that are different for sure that i that most of those i appreciate actually very much so and this is i'm we're talking about this region a little more so and actually on that note like you mentioned quito guayaquil the big cities the the timing thing might be completely different there people might right, be much right. more likely there's even an expression in ecuador la hora lojana and it means lojanos are late right like <laughs> it's like the you know and Vilcabamba is in the countryside of loja so it's even you know, more likely for people to be late here i think um but yeah so the first thing I had here, uh, I, I think this is all of Ecuador, but definitely here is very prevalent. People are extremely polite, just in general, like the politeness level. And I don't know, in the States, there might be some areas that are more like that than others. But, um, but yeah, everybody here says buenos dias, buenas tardes. If it's like, if you're like close to noon or maybe you're like an hour in the afternoon or you don't know if it's like <laughs> dias or, or, or tardes, people just say buenas, right? Buenas. If it's like, that's, that seems to be more like around lunchtime or something when you're like, not yet buenas tardes and you're not buenos dias anymore. 
So that's one thing. People shake hands. Uh, men shake hands, look into each other's eyes. Sometimes there's a little Ecuadorian pat on the back. And then women, uh, there's one kiss on the left cheek, is it? Uh, let's see. Yes. yes. <laughs> Their right cheek. Wait, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, wait, we go, I think you go left. I'm like you having a dyslexic moment. Their but, right so cheek, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's very common here, and that might be unusual uh, for some people, but that's kind of the way people greet is themselves French, is, is French Canadian, are French Canadians do that? Because they do in France, I think, right? Yeah, so some people do in France, yeah. Sometimes it's like three. But not, for, not in Canada, not French-speaking Canada. Yeah, sometimes people do it, but it's not, I don't think it's as common. Mm. I don't think it's like a kind of a mandatory thing necessarily, but but yeah, maybe more so. Um, another thing that uh, I find interesting is pe when people come into a house or onto a property or people come into office, they always say permiso, <laughs> which is kind of unusual. Like, oh, permiso, yeah. permiso, like, yeah. do you allow me to come in? Basically, it's yeah. just a, uh, and I don't really do that. Actually, I never, that never, do you do that? Do no. you say permiso? No. <laughs> But no, everybody, I, mean, I, I say like when I started this, if it's the afternoon yeah, or whatever, like I announce myself course, politely, but no, I don't. I don't it would say yeah. permiso, like you allow me to come in. So yeah. I thought that's interesting as well. I noticed that. Um, another beautiful thing, I think, and that's also something that I've gotten used to doing more so, but at first I wasn't doing it automatically, is that anytime someone, anytime you're in a group setting and you have something to eat or to drink, you offer it to other people and share. You know, Ecuadorians, even if they have very little, uh, but, you know, you go to the store, you buy a bag of chips, you know, Fernando or somebody's in me with, the, uh, with me in the car. If they have some kind of food to share, it's almost customary to share with everyone. For sure. It's not just for you to eat and not share with anybody. Right? I mean, you'll see, you know, one of the strangest things that, you know, was when I first got here was people standing around or sitting at a restaurant even with one beer and a bunch of glasses. Yeah. This is how every almost this is like the way you drink here, yes. basically. Yes, exactly. And sometimes just a little plastic cup and someone's, you know, pouring. They'll even sometimes share the cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a guy with an alcoholic drink will share the cup and everyone's drinking from the same cup. But it's, but yeah, you're expected almost to share. And sometimes, like if I buy something that I want to eat, right, and I have someone in the car or someone around me, I don't always, I almost think like maybe like they don't want what I'm eating or something. Like I'm not, I wouldn't be inclined to just offer anything. But here it's just not normal and customary. Uh, if you go to a house, you go visit someone, for whatever reason, they'll usually make an effort to serve you something, mm -hmm. even if they have very little. So I've been to some properties like way out in the countryside and, you know, all they had was like little buns and they made some coffee. And But they, they would go out of their way to offer me something, even though they don't necessarily have a lot. And I think that's a beautiful thing here. Um, and then also uh, on, on, on that note, um, no, I think that's that's basically it. <laughs> no, the the gift. Sorry, you yeah, more? No, go ahead. The gift giving phenomenon right. is really cool. Like yes. I, I I've told this. Well, I'll forget that story since I've told it before. The other day, an engineer, um, you know, was who I knew, but he wanted to sort of reintroduce himself, and um, you know, wants to work with us, and and uh, you know, he's wants the relationship. So it's not that there's no reason to do it, but that doesn't matter. It's you know, he comes into the office and he he's got a container of of um, of cecina of, uh, you know, of, oh, yeah. of pork, of uncooked flavored oh, yeah. pork slices. And he hands me the container. It's the gift he's bringing yeah. as like a gesture. Yes. And this is very common, like, yes. you know, giving somebody a gift in, in, in various situations is in, especially in rural. It's pretty more so mm -hmm. in rural, but is is still very common. Um, you know, yeah. I've, I've told these kinds of stories too before, but just 
people will help you almost endlessly. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a situation where it was totally my fault. And I, I clipped, I, I got in a car accident. I'm going to tell the super short version, but got in a car accident in Loja. And, you know, it was a motorcycle that collided with my pickup truck. It was actually my fault. Wow. And um, it could have been really bad, but wasn't. And within 30 seconds of the guy going down, there's a crowd of people gathered around, picking the guy up, picking the motorcycle up, putting it in the back of my truck, wow. helping him into my truck and being like, get out of here, get out of here, because it's a pain here. If, if you are in an accident and the transit cops come, you have oh, a yeah. lot of stuff to they deal with. The, they block the road. Also, um, yeah. The traffic so it was like the whole community just immediately gets together and helps oh. in whatever situation. You know, I had another story, which I have told where I'm on the way to Guayaquil in an old car. I had an old Toyota Land Cruiser at one point. I'm on the way to Guayaquil. And my car starts smoking uh, <laughs> um, close to Saraguro. Okay. Get to Saraguro. It's close to like evening. I'm, I'm going to like sort of drive almost overnight to pick up my daughter in the morning. Uh, she get, she gets, She's unaccompanied minor. She's getting in at, you know, five, six o'clock in the morning. I got it all timed up to arrive by like two or three, plenty of time. <laughs> Breakdown in, in Saraguro. Thank God it was Saraguro and not in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But breakdown in Saraguro. Go to a long chain of events, but the one guy I know from Saraguro, I call, he gives me a contact. This guy, contact of him, shows up and is then with me from that point, which is about six o'clock in the evening, till about 1 a.m. Wow. when I left to continue on to Guayaquil. Mm. The mechanic who had burnt his arm uh, had like a first degree, a radiator had blown up on his arm. He has wow. like a first degree burn. Wow. Like, I don't know, a bad burn, a bad burn. I don't know which degree is the bad one, but he's a really bad burn on his arm. Spent the next, you know, spent from like 6 p.m. or maybe 7 by the time he started working on it till like 1 o'clock in the morning hmm. with the guy who came who didn't know me, was just a friend of an acquaintance. I wouldn't even say a friend of a friend, a friend of an acquaintance. Hmm. These guys worked on this car for however many hours, and then when they finished, I'm like, what do I owe you? And they're like, just give me whatever you want. Give me whatever you feel like. And and then the guy who helped me, who wasn't the mechanic, tried hard to turn down the money. Like it was like this, this, you know, this is amazing. Yeah. Like this would never happen. It's this guy's been closed for five hours. Right, right, right. It's, he's got a family at home. Yep. But I, I need help. Someone needs help. You know. Yeah. I had a similar uh, similar story actually where it was in Santiago, which is like uh closer yeah. to Loja, actually, yeah. as you're leaving. Mm -hmm. That's where my car broke down. It was like, it actually break down. I had a, there was a really bad noise coming from, it was actually the four by four and it was, wasn't a big deal, but it sounded awful. It was like, like I, I really thought there was a major issue. So I stopped and it was, it was late. It was like maybe 10 PM. The whole town is closed. There was some ladies selling empanadas or not empanadas, but the tortillas de maiz mm -hmm. late, I guess. Maybe, maybe it was 9 PM or something, but they were like one little lady selling. And I said, is there a mechanic here? And they said, oh yeah, just go over there. So I go knock and, um, the mechanic's not there, but his son is there. And his son was like 13 years old, maybe, like a kid. And then he's like, oh, yeah, my, my papa, my dad's coming back in an hour, but I can take a look with you, right? So I park the car, we go into the car so I, <laughs> with, with the, the light of the phone and stuff. And he's looking at stuff. I have no idea what I'm, what I'm looking at. The little kid knows what he's looking at and stuff. Eventually, the dad comes and he's like, oh, you'll be okay. You'll make it to, to Vilcabamo. You'll be fine, right? So, but still, that was another example of a similar thing. So unfortunately, 
I have to wrap. Um, I'm yeah. going to call in three minutes. Nice. We're going to have to do part two of part the two. Ecuador culture, you know, sort of observations of a foreigner <laughs> yeah. on Ecuador culture. Um, we'll do a part two. If you like this video, subscribe, hit the like button, hit the bell. Our retreat link is in the description below. Um, mm -hmm. Come come hang out with us for nine days. It's an amazing retreat. Um, check out the reviews both on We Travel and on our Google Maps page. We'll put those in the in the description as well. That's right. I'm not even going to get it. Check out the retreat promo video. Will that be published by then this it time? Be, Perhaps. It will be yesterday. It'll be yesterday, today. <laughs> All right. Um, so, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We hope to see you here one day. And until uh, then, we'll see you next time. Take care, guys. <laughs> if you're interested in real estate properties, all of our property videos will now be uploaded on a different channel. Please click the link in the description down below.